Hello and welcome, folks, to episode... Well, what is 158, but I thought it was 159, of the Ministry of Dice podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Pity, Mummy. <laughs> pity, pity. I want pity. <laughs> that show just couldn't get made today. Nope. Nope. No, not in the slightest. Nope. Nah. Did you hear, uh, speaking of classic British sitcoms and whatnot, did you hear that Nicholas Lyndhurst is going to be in the new reboot of Frasier? Frasier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As who? Uh, I don't know. They're rebooting Frasier. Kelsey Grammer's coming back to play Frasier. And right. uh, Nicholas Lindhurst is in it. Apparently, Nicholas Lindhurst has done loads of theatre work and has done, been on stage with Kelsey Grammer, and they became awesome fast friends <laughs> over the years. Oh, and so it? he's going over to America to be in Frasier. Oh, well, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Maybe Lovejoy will turn up as well, because that's always <laughs> flipping random as well when Lovejoy turns up in a multi-million pound Hollywood Oh, he's, he, he's in everything. He's he's considered a legend. You ever you ever watched Deadwood? Uh, no, I've seen like trailers and bits for it. Very good. He's obviously in all the John Wicks. He's in loads of stuff, but still, when he rocks up on, in a movie, I'm just like, flipping Lovejoy again. And it and it's always kind of the same character as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So where's his mullet gone? Uh-huh. I know. Yeah, the mullet was legendary. There's <laughs> about sixty five percent of our audience like, what the hell are they talking about? Get on Google, folks. Yeah, get on Google. Uh, so here we are for uh, episode one hundred and fifty eight. Even though I thought it was episode one hundred and fifty nine, um, it is a bit of a funny one. This because we ended up recording our last episode late um, to accommodate. Our poorly, poorly boy over there. Um, are you feeling better now, by the way? Get in there, get in there. Get in there. Ooh, Still getting tired, like proper, like it's proper give, like kicked me in the nuts. It, like, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back up and running again. Yeah, you've got to watch that long, long COVID malarkey, man. Oh, it's not, it's not good. I ain't got time for that. Ain't, ain't got no time for that. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, so it's a funny one because uh, we recorded late last week. Uh, the intro and the usual kind of rundown of what you've been up to is a bit of a loose end because it's only actually been a couple of day- <laughs> days for me and Andy <laughs> it's, uh, since we uh, last spoke for the purposes of recording an episode. So I'll still ask you, my man, but I don't know. I've not got a great deal to contribute. Um, what have you been up to in the last couple of days since we last recorded? <laughs> well, that might surprise you. I've got a few bits to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, first off, I am, and I will make this brief because I'm sure that Dice Masters fans won't be that interested, but I've managed to crack on and nearly finished painting my second unit of Stark sworn swords um i'll pop some pics up on the the uh the discord um so went really opaque and light on it so the first ones i did you know the slap chop technique that i'm sure i've waffled yes. on about before you mentioned yeah um, so i've done the same thing so you dry brush the the, the models starting black up to white so there's a gradation then you just put like a, a color on top and then it makes it look like it's darker and lighter because you see yes. the, the tones underneath. But I went really light with the colours. Um, I think I'm happy. I'm pretty, they look pretty cool. I'll put some pictures up so people can can see. I've got to do the base and put the snow on because they're Starks. Um, but, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, the North remembers. 
to do. So that's um, uh, a good bit of stuff I've done. Uh, and also, I managed to... Um, I'm not sure if play is the right word. Uh, me and my buddies, Javier and Rob, did a role-playing game um, oh. in an evening. Um, Very it's good. called, I, I don't know if you've heard of it, I haven't heard of it, to be fair, uh, Trophy Dark. Mm. Um, is it like a science, science fiction? Like um, a bit, bit netrunnery? No, it's more kind of fantasy. So, so the 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 premise is that you are you're gonna die <laughs> right it's right. really hard it's like playing a game on like ultimate mode um uh, you gotta go into a forest um there's rings to the forest which is basically like as it progresses it gets harder and harder um uh your character is has to go into the forest. It's like this is like the end of their story. So yeah. they might have been heroes in the past, but they've got to this point where they have to go into this forest, um, and they go in and they experience different things. But what I liked about it is like my thought behind like things like Dungeons and Dragons and role playing was it takes like about a week to get set up and ready for it. Um, but it kind of took that away. You kind of rolled dice. You didn't have to, but you rolled dice and you picked your name of your character, you rolled again and you got their kind of class or kind of what they're good at and what they're bad at. And there's a big old long list. Um, and it's really vague so that you can, you, you can, um, you know, make it what you want. So I was a, a vessel and a Rob was a snake and that could, right. you know, vary from, uh, someone who's like a, you know, a pickpocket to, a, you know, an actual kind of, half man half snake fantasy warrior or whatever sure. uh you roll again and it gives them a kind of a backstory of kind of who they are so you know are they uh you know a, a failed knight are they uh you know a, I'm trying to think of things off the top of me now like a i don't know a, a renowned um iron manga you know just like a list of kind of what they are um and then you've also got like special abilities that you can roll on for like kind of special powers that you can use and that's it and then you just crack on and start going through this journey and you didn't have a lot of kind of d20s or dice rolling or anything it was kind of when something came up it was an online dice roller that was set up for the game uh yeah. and it was really really cool Very uh, good. really cool it's a little bit like um a mix between Dungeons and Dragons and fan, uh, our fighting fantasy books. Sure, uh, it was it was done in a night. It was like over like three hours, and we we finished it off. So it wasn't a um, you know a, a massive kind of trawl over a, like you know, a, a couple it, of days, a campaign or something. Yeah, yeah and um, we, we did succeed in dying horrifically. So that was always good <laughs> you know, to to keep with the theme. That's how all the finest, uh, yeah, all the finest games end, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was really cool, really different. Um, and I've done it before, so I didn't really know what to expect uh, at some point. So I was like, so tell us what you think. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? You've never done any role playing before? No. Only with your mum. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, Woo! <laughs> Um, no, very little. Six so, and a half years, and yeah. he finally gets one in. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting for that moment for like 
Excellent. Ever. That was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all week. Uh, no, but cool. Very exciting. Um, uh, but that's about it because it has only been a few days, so I can't really go out too much more. I thought it was quite good for a couple of days, to be fair. Yeah, fair play. Absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned Fighting Fantasy. Of course, we did our Fighting Fantasy stream last week. Oh, yeah, we did as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome as well. That are oh, awesome, but also frustrating. <laughs> it did it, it did do the fighting fantasy frustration oh. folks we were what about two hours in <laughs> yeah we were doing great guns we had to collect these magic pearls or whatever to go and defeat the evil pirates and everything was going fine and we got to a point and it said um, if you want to do this go to this page number if you want to do that go to that page number what were the two choices one was up to, the, up to the surface or down to the shipwreck. Yeah. yeah You've you got a magic spell on you that lets you breathe underwater, but it's about to run out. So there was a you know, push-your-luck moment where you either dive deeper and try and explore to the last possible minute or go up to the surface and start your journey to go and defeat the pirates. So Andy's like, no, I need to try and find some more of these pills that are going to help me defeat the pirates. I'm going to try and push my luck. Turn to the push push your luck page. Sorry, no, you stay down there too long. The sun sets and your your spell ends and you drown. Like, all right, takes you back. See, back to the previous one. Okay, let's let's swim up to the surface, shall we? <laughs> Go to the second option. Uh, you swim up to the surface. There's nothing to see around you for miles. You find a piece of wood. You bob on it for a bit and then you die. <laughs> it's like what well, both <laughs> options kill you. I'm like, what? <laughs> there was How far literally back do we no have to take it back. Yeah, there was literally no option available to us. It was wildly frustrating, but a good laugh. Um, and thanks to those who came along uh, and played along with us live and in the moment. Yeah, well, fighting fantasy, role-play games. You guys should set up, um, get it on stream. You've got the stream key, haven't you? I don't know, probably. I've got a nice new computer. I'm sure I can work something out. Yeah, well, I'll have a look at that. Drop, uh, d- uh, Send your letters in, folks. Let Andy know if you want to see him and Rob, Rob and Javi. Live stream their role playing. I bet they're good. I bet you all had like voices and everything, didn't you? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, yeah. our characters, I was a knight, an errant, an errant knight, which I had to Google. <laughs> what is errant? Um, uh, uh, but I was half half consumed by a demon, and it, demon, and it um, slowly was taking me over. Uh, and Rob was a, a disgraced male prostitute. Right. Yeah. I thought the idea was to, you know, escapism, to be something other than <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just feel more comfortable with there's a realist. Re- <laughs> a re- <laughs> <laughs> Touch of realism. <laughs> yeah, that's the what I was trying to say. <laughs> the best lies got a touch of uh, truth in them. Yes, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, anything else? <laughs> no, that's me done. No, all right, cool. Well, I've got absolutely nothing. I've done I've done nothing. Uh, I am in a big sort-out mode, so the man cave is nearly on the way, folks. Very close. Very close to the man cave. Um, the, the the kind of core space is there. It's now We're now getting to floors and decorating and furnishing and stuff so not long not long head down but i've been sorting some bits out getting ready to move into the new man cave uh and one of the things i came across the other day which uh, i'm going to use again later on in this episode was my um uh, avengers versus x-men 
French stroke German set. Yeah, so I don't know if I've mentioned these before. Uh, I think you'll remember, Andy. I managed to pick up a gravity feed of this a a while ago, um, just as a little kind of collector's curiosity. Uh, And these are when they used to print in other languages. And so it's the AVX set and uh, the double-sided cards. And on one side of the card, it's the game text is in French. And on the other side of the card is in German. So I've been uh, tidying up a few binders to clear a bit of space to file away my multilingual AVX cards which I thought, oh, yeah, I forgot I had these. You know when you start digging around in boxes and yeah. stuff? <laughs> it's a good find. It's an exciting find. Yeah, I've got a Black Widow Serena. That was my super rare from the... Oh, that's uh, a good one. Booster box, yeah, which is uh, nice with uh, French and German on it. And it, uh, yeah, it, it looks even better double-sided with two different languages written on it. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a collector's piece. Although they're really dodgily cut, and all the cards were super bent when they came out. That I don't know if you remember, AVX had a real problem with the booster packs and the uh, messed up cards in it. Did it? I think I had to got most of mine um, off the secondary market. Ah, oh, right, okay, sure. Well, yeah, definitely the the booster packs because of the way the dice were, and they packed the cards in. The cards were often just like totally mangled and bent around the dice and stuff. A complete mess. Um, so I've had to flatten these out, but my Serena along the bottom edge is just not very very well cut. You know what I mean? It looks a bit knocked around, even though it's uh, not knocked around. It's kind of like the machine cutting on it. No uh, so that was a fun packaging. little... No, no, no. Well, uh, that's Des- the advantage Destiny of the... did, didn't it? Say again? Destiny did. Destiny had some right old fancy packaging. Yes, yeah. Um, and we, of course, got the draft packs now, which solved that problem entirely. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun little bit of gaming stuff. But other than that, I've not, I've really not done a great deal because it's only been a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy. We have been discussing where the. So we've got, I've got a a, a set of shelves upstairs that got some board games on it, and then I've got a set of shelves down here in the dining room with a set of games on it. And the distinction there is that the shelves in the dining room are the more kind of uh, the family games or the party games, you know, the stuff that you regularly and frequently yeah. would be getting out as a family or when you've got you know, people around and that. Uh, and then the ones upstairs are a little bit more my games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, all my old uh, traveling solitaire games are up there, for example, like Hostage Negotiator and stuff, uh, and Warp's Edge and things. So um, we were having a bit of discussion about whether this bookcase down here with the family games on it is staying. I was like, well, yeah, yeah of course that's staying. <laughs> I've got no interest in having Dream Home and Takenoko in my office, thank you very much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The whole point of putting them in here was so that they were readily accessible to be used on this dining room table that hasn't actually ever been a dining room table. So, yeah, that was a cool story for you all. It is. On a side note, when you do get your man cave sorted, yeah. little little tip, mm. don't leave any um, spare surfaces. So if you've got a shelf... Make sure that there's something on that shelf, like on the top of that shelf. I've got a filing cabinet. You need to make sure else that becomes the dumping ground for stuff that that your wife might not want in the the house. Like so many times, I'd come back and um, there'd just be like letters and <laughs> you're like, why are they there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> general stuff that's been tidied away in my office on the side. So um, yeah, I put a. Marvel chess set on there that stopped that. 
Oh, yeah, don't worry about that, man. I'll be able to fill every yeah. little bit of active shelf space. Don't, don't leave anywhere because it'll get... Oh, what's this it, doing here? I was pacing around in the room and just sort of thinking through and doing a bit of measuring uh, for furniture and stuff. And it has actually crossed my mind that I'm still not entirely sure I've got enough shelf space to accommodate all the many varied <laughs> collectibles because I was looking at a box of my graphic novels thinking, oh, yeah, that's that's probably a full shelf's worth. And then I've got my statues, got my action figures, got my Lego, <laughs> got my board games, got my comic books, <laughs> and all my, music, all my music. Yeah, I think that's what I will do, actually, um, is have a little bit of rotation. I was definitely thinking about... The couple of shelves on top of the old, uh, you know, the the reliable IKEA Kallaxes. I was looking at some three tier shelving things that you can put on the top of them. Oh, okay, you know I mean? cool. Thinking swapping around, you know, GI Joe for a month, Marvel Legends for a month, uh, my movie figures for a month, my animated statues for a month. Just keep it, you know, keep it fresh, fresh. Yeah. Put some uh, monsters and stuff out in Halloween. Get the Christmas stuff out for uh, Christmas. Have you got any Christmas GI Joes? No, I don't have any Christmas GI Joes. I've got some Christmas Star Wars stuff, and I've got a father. I've got a Father Christmas action figure. There's just been. I was talking to Jordo about it the other day. There's just been a Batman, a Father Christmas Batman released, and uh, my local uh, collectibles store. uh, I emailed him saying, "Oh, if you get one of them in, give me a shout." Uh, I'd like one of those. And they said it's not going to be released in the UK. Oh, well. Let's yeah. take this international opportunity to say, if you do get your hands on a Batman... No, no. No, no, no mate. Uh, because something I don't know what's going on over there, but the price of US shipping to the UK has become ridiculous. I don't know if it's something to do with shipping tax or tariffs or I don't know what it is, but the price has just shot up. Even, even stuff that I have sent to my PO box out there, I then get... Um, freight forwarded to me from the PO box. It's costing a fortune at the minute. It's almost double the price of the collectible in its own right. Well, well if you live in America and you are coming on holiday to the UK anytime <laughs> soon, then uh, do get in touch. We've got a job for you. Yeah, absolutely. I need a, a, a Father Christmas Batman for the collection to go next to my uh, my Christmas decorated Mandalorian and my Stanley with a Santa hat and my little Lego Father Christmas as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's all I got for that's you. It. So you got well, I've done quite Re- well. Really boring and plain stuff. Yeah, really boring and plain stuff. Shall we let the listeners know about what we've got coming up in this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, two segments for you uh, this week, folks. We've got uh, our man Andy America returns once again. The community goat vote has concluded. <laughs> you don't know the words. Something about a shield. Star Spangled Banner. Isn't it Star Spangled Banner in there? Is that not the. From the land of the free. <laughs> I've got my hand on my heart and everything. Home of the brave. That's for you, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, was, that was written by um, an Englishman. No. Yeah, written by an Englishman. It was actually 
uh, uh, an 18th century uh, piece that was written for a London gentleman's club. Don't say that. We'll lose all our American listeners. They're very patriotic. Yeah, fact. Uh, the guy was from somewhere random like uh, Somerset or something. Lived in London. <laughs> well, it's a good tune. It's got a real good beat to it. Like the, I like like God Save the Queen. That's all King now. That's got like a good like shouty vibe to it. Some of the other national anthems are dire, aren't they? Obviously, yeah. we're not talking about your one, listener. Yours is great. But some yeah. of them are like proper like dirge. Yes. Like, yeah, there is some. No wonder they didn't take over the world. <laughs> like the British did. <laughs> um, but doesn't the US have another one that's um, America, America? What's that one? Is that not their national one? I think that's from what? like Snoopy. <laughs> right. And the whole of the nation turns off. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's that one then? So is it just a random. America. America. What's our actual national anthem? Is it God Save the King? Yeah. Right. You'd know that if you knew anything about football. Yeah, well, because uh, I just associate broadly all the uh, wildly patriotic and jingoistic music that's played at the <laughs> Night of the Proms as, as just one big batch of national anthems that we own. Because that's jingoistic. how we Jingoistic? Is that an actual yeah. word? Yeah, totally. What the heck? What? What, what does jingoistic mean? Uh, it's kind of like um, it's like patriotism, but like to the max, like extreme patriotism. I'd be shoehorning that into some conversation tomorrow to make myself look clever. Oh sure, yeah, throw it in there. Man, Tory party conference has just happened, so if you use it in reference to that, you'd be right on topical like point. See if you can, folks, and then let us know how you managed to get jingoistic into a conversation. And we'll sure. talk about it on the next episode. Sure. But in the meantime, uh, we've got Andy America on to talk to us <laughs> about the community vote uh, for the greatest set of all time, as uh, per the uh, head-to-head contest that's been going on over the last couple of weeks. So Andy will give us the rundown as to how that's gone since he was last on, giving us an update, and to name the final winning set. And then, just a bit of a silly quiz to close out the episode, I think. Uh, I'm going to see if I can do something with these foreign language cards I have in my hand. And with all that said and done, that should bring us to the close of the episode. So, should we get on with it, my man? Bonjour, Alright, let's do it. Yes, folks, hello and welcome back. And uh, I don't know how to express the depth and extent of spoiling you as a listener we are doing because this is his third appearance in as many months. Folks, we have Andy America with us today to come and have another chat about the community head-to-head GOAT Championship. Swinging back in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. Never a chore, my man. So, yeah, I think that's right. We've had you on once a month for the last three months now. Yeah. That's her story. Well, and I threw yeah. uh, we threw that mini-sode in there, too. So uh, I just y- keep showing yes. up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, like, a, like a wanted smell rather than an unwanted smell. It's Well, I just come out to the room here every once in a while to see if you guys are recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, that's that's just what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what a coincidence. I'm on. <laughs> absolutely yeah well andy last time you were with us was to uh give us an update on how the dice masters goat set uh head-to-head poll was going in order to determine 
the champion, the the greatest of all time of Dice Master set up to this date. We'd obviously done our little nostalgic walk down memory lane, selecting our goat set through the S tier ranking system, and then you went away and set up the Swiss contest system that was going to decide it. We are done. It is finished. All rounds have been completed. So you're back again today to catch us up on what's happened between your last visit and now, and then for us to award the winning position. All right. Well, so much has happened since the last time I was on. We were down to 16 sets when I came on last time. We were still in the middle of round two, and it was mostly decided. So I think uh, we can maybe do a quick recap of round two in order to get to the Elite Eight. Again, back to those those NCAA terms. We We have a basketball tournament over here in the spring that maybe, I don't know how far... The interest that, really rolls for that, but is that what the NCAA is? A basketball yeah, yeah. Tournament? It's well, the NCAA is the National Collegiate Athletic Association, right? Um, but they manage all of the college sports over here, and right. the biggest college sport event is the NCAA tournament. So the men's and women's both play. Uh, the women's, the men and women both play in uh march so it's march madness and then it, it ends uh, early in april but there are several oh. weekends of just basketball games i've so. heard that phrase march madness mm-hmm. on probably on one of your fine american hollywood imports <laughs> <laughs> i should think i know the nba okay yep but I didn't that's know uh yeah they usually work their way through at least a year of college before they hit the nba right Right, yeah, okay, there we go. Good. Right. Uh, well, every day's a learning day with the MOD. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, <laughs> so getting back to uh, the journey from round two into round three. Yeah. Round three saw some of our uh, our really fun matchups. So Infinity Gauntlet over Green Arrow Flash, X-Men First Class over DC Justice, and so Infinity Gauntlet got pounded by X-Men First Class to move X-Men First Class into the final four. Oh. Yeah, which was wow. nice. Okay. Yeah, um, so one of our observations, just to jump in there, last time we spoke was that there was, oh, we felt like there was a bit of a bias towards the newer sets, and, and that's contrary to uh, what what we thought at that point then, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we started to see, you know, more people started to show up and vote at that point too. Sure. So we were building a little bit more of a cadre. So there were probably more of us that... Uh, went a little deeper back in history and not to throw any shade Marvel uh, at infinity gauntlet, but X-Men first class was a really great set. It, yes. It deserved this. hundred so. percent agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that increased interest I think is in no small part at that point to our man Troy over at the dice coalition. Who's a, a, a gamer from your very own state. Yeah. Yeah. He pushed very hard. He threw a lot of, uh, conundrums out there for people like why aren't we considering this and that and this and yeah and at the end i'm just gonna i'll only mention Yu-Gi-Oh once he did throw out a how did Yu-Gi-Oh not make it out of the first round because <laughs> <laughs> it's dreadful because the artwork's pants <laughs> yep. yeah that could be it so th- yeah big thanks to troy for um his campaigning and cajoling and his efforts and yeah. i feel like his contribution ha- helped move things in the direction that we were fans of which was like yeah come on let's let's start actually giving some of the older sets a bit more of the recognition they deserve yeah definitely stirred the pot really well done mm. 
Yeah. So that was, uh, what was that? So it was X-Men First Class over Infinity Gauntlet, and then the other round? Uh, next up, War of Light somehow beat Batman. And we can just leave that aside for a little bit. But Tomb of Annihilation, which, spoiler alert, ended up in our final, uh, beat the Warhammer set. And right. Tomb of Annihilation then rightfully got past War of Light. It was a weird vote, though. It was 16 to 13. And, what? Uh, I know. Close. There was a point where I was like, yeah, War of Light, I think it's that draft nostalgia that I mentioned last time. Mm. But then all of a sudden, yeah. it's just, it doesn't, at a certain point, you got to give up on it and say the set was just not as good as these others. Yeah, I'm very surprised at uh, War of Light beating Batman. I was too. Well, it was it was one vote, right? It was 15 to 14 that it beat Batman. Ooh. But hanging That's in really there close. with Tomb of Annihilation was a surprise as well. Mm. It, it was really close, uh, but closer than it shouldn't have been, in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, uh, I know you're, you've never been a big fan of War Light, have you, Andy? So, no, I hate it. Uh, the the fact that it got knocked out, but I'm not sure I'm cool with the fact that it knocked out Batman. Batman had loads of great stuff in it. Yeah, I felt like Batman was the DC hope as well in all this. Mm. And, uh, so seeing it get taken down by what I thought was an inferior DC set was a little disappointing. All right, well, it is what it is. The community has spoken. It's not our vote. It's the, you know it's theirs, so that is what it is. However, more like got its dues, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving down and looking back to what went on to the final four, Guardians of the Galaxy barely got by Kryptonite Crisis, and um, X Men Forever just did get by DC World's Finest. So that was kind of those were close votes in the second round. The second round really shaped up with a lot of close votes, and then Guardians of the Galaxy would defeat X Men Forever handily to move on. Yeah. To the final four, <laughs> handily indeed. Good, yeah. good as it should be. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, it, well, it was my goat vote, as listeners will well know. Yeah. Top top uh, set, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely. pleasing to hear. Although X Men Forever is, a, I think, it's a bit of a sleeper set. It's, it's got some bits going on. Anyway, we've had our discussion about the set, so I'll not reignite those. <laughs> um, so yeah, good. So well, so let me just check where I'm up to then. So we've got first class Tomb of Annihilation. Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're about to tell us the fourth set was? Uh, the fourth set was Dark Phoenix Saga, which defeated Saga. Battle for Farron and Avengers vs. X-Men. So, Ooh. Yeah, it was a close vote with AVX and Dark Phoenix, which they're such similar sets. I, mm. I could have gone either way on that one. They're both very good sets. They both have lots of cards that I know I'm going to continue to turn to as I team build into the future. It would have been fun to see AVX, you know, sort of take its position as a kind of that that master set and and make it to the final four, make it to the finals, but no such luck. So Dark Phoenix ended up matched up with Guardians of the Galaxy, and that one was twelfth hour. Honestly, I was sitting there wondering what was going to happen. I checked it pretty late in the voting. I think there were about three hours left, and it was twenty three votes apiece. And I thought. I don't know what this bracket does if there's a tie. So thankfully, somebody <laughs> swooped in and voted Guardians at the last minute, and it finished 24 to 23, Guardians. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I agree with the outcome, but again, I don't think it should have been quite as close. Although, uh, just to backtrack ever so slightly, one reflection. 
um, or, or a question, I suppose, mm-hmm. for you fine pair of Andes. If Avengers versus X-Men had got through at that point and went on further through the contest, would that have been a good thing or a bad thing for the game overall? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That the very first set <laughs> is the that one that ends up... Pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, that's never been better. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I do, I do think it's definitely a top five set, though. It's so a top set. I, it's I wouldn't have had a problem. It's a top set. I wouldn't have a problem if it um, ranked higher. It's the uh, the set that a lot of people got drawn into the game for. So, uh, yeah. Mm. I don't think it would be a, a negative impact. It just shows that, you know, it started strong, which it did. Started strong, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a nice way to look at it, yeah. Uh, rather, so it's not going backwards. Just started strong. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Every glass. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you you, you got a way of seeing things. You got a way of seeing things. I see. That's why we work because we complement each other in this way. Because I would have had a problem with it. I'd have been like, really? <laughs> the very first set ends up going on to win the goat. I'd have been concerned about what that might imply for the overall health of the game. Strong start, yeah, I like that perspective. Thank you for that. Um, all right, bro. Okay, that takes us then neatly into the semi-finals now. Yeah. So in the other, um, the other what the upper set, I guess, of the bracket, the vote was twenty-five to twenty-one. So another close one. Tomb of Annihilation defeated Marvel X-Men First Class. So that set up our final between Tomb of Annihilation and Guardians. Mm, that's a curious one. Again, I'm not sure I agree with the outcome of that one, but it was still pretty close. It's a two is a good set. I just uh, in and maybe this is just unfortunate pairing because these were just completely random pairings. I, I still think Farron Under Siege was my favorite D and D set, but. As we know, that was up against Guardians of the Galaxy in round one. So mm. no moving on for Fair and Under Siege. Um, but Tomb yeah. ended up being the lone non-Marvel representative in the final four as well. And uh, and was able to move on to the finals. Okay, well, fair enough. The community has spoken. Uh, so it's nice to see a D&D set in the finals. Uh, um, or even just a non-Marvel set, as you say. So uh, that's... A pleasing element of that movement. And then the other pairing was Guardians of the Galaxy. With, so that must be Guardians with Dark Phoenix, I'll give them. Yep. And that was the one where Guardians uh, just defeated Dark Phoenix by the one vote. So By the one vote. Yeah. 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 As it should be. I mean, I know the outcome, but at this point, if I didn't know the outcome, I'd be very excited. Because that's leading <laughs> us into a D&D Tomb of Annihilation and Guardians of the Galaxy face-off for the final. Yes. And after our, our round of uh, seeing, you know, 45 voters show up uh, for the semis, uh, the finals hit with a bit of a thud. It was 18 to 10 in the voting Guardians of the Galaxy. So not a disappointment in terms of what won, uh, but a bit of a disappointment in terms of, you know, 60% of the people showed up. Or- yeah, do we think that might just be because as people's favorite set got eliminated along the way? Um, that you know they just abstained at, at that point <laughs> it may have been or it may have even been a you know I'm going to check in and it was you know it was like 18 to 8 guardians and somebody was just saying well I don't want to complete the capture I guess 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was yeah. it. The capture was a painful experience. I had Sorry tigers. I had goats. I had uh, what was the other one the other day? Sort of like flowers on a wall. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, the capture was a bit of a, a ball ache because it asked you to do it every time you voted. Yep. yep. Sorry about that. That uh, that was a mistake when I set that up. <laughs> so apologizing to you and the community. Yeah, I know you. I know you've heard it from other sources <laughs> as well. <laughs> you've already been laid into on that one. Yeah, it, uh, it did become a bit of a joke further down the line, though, as people were comparing. Like, I got dolphins and I got squirrels. <laughs> yeah, at least it was a bit of an inventive capture, um, <laughs> rather than you know, uh, tick off the the zebra crossing or whatever. Yeah, cars <laughs> and traffic lights. Yeah, the, the bicycles and and what have you. Had a, and it was because it was all painted artwork, so it wasn't even photos, which was nice to see. At least it was only ever painted artwork for me. Yeah, it was these weird sort of blurred close-up painting images. It was it was a little strange. They they strongly reminded me of Troy's playmat. Yes, really. Yeah, I thought of that too. <laughs> yeah, the, the kind of painted artwork style of Troy's playmat, folks. If you've never seen it, go and uh, uh, chat down one of Troy's recorded games on uh, any one of the numerous YouTube channels that carried Dice Masters uh, games. He's competed in tournaments and such like, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because uh, what is it? It's like a walrus and uh, it's a manatee. I think manatee. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the manatee is most prominent. There's a few other animals on there too. Yeah, uh, but the capture reminded me of that. So there you go, Troy. Not only was he uh, campaigning to keep the momentum alive in the votes and getting the debate and discussion going, but he, he was also probably likely the secret source of the capture as well. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly the inspiration. Yes. <laughs> All right then. So that brings us to the final and the moment in which we're ready to. Have we? Have you said it? You're not. You're not giving the game away, have you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Eighteen. Oh, have you? Uh, Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I was going to do a whole like <laughs> drum roll, please. And the winner is. All right. Well, I'm going to pretend you haven't. I'm going to pretend you haven't spoiled it. And that brings us to the uh, ultimate winner, the community selected Dice Masters Goat Set. Drum roll, please. Uh, Andy America, three, two, one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, absolutely it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, it I was think, never in question. I think one of the strongest things about the, the Guardians win is that it came up against some really, really hard competition and, and mm-hmm. won each time. I, mean, I think, yeah. did it, would you say it came up against AVX, Dark Phoenix? Uh, yeah. I think there was another one as well that was like top end. Yeah, so so here's Guardian's pathway through, uh, starting with Farron Under Siege, then yep. Kryptonite Crisis, okay, then X Men Forever, mm. and then Dark Phoenix. So yeah. there there wasn't an easy win the entire way through. People were choosing Guardians of the Galaxy on purpose. This wasn't uh, this wasn't nostalgia. This wasn't just a let's see if I can you know pitch one of these forward that doesn't deserve the win or anything. This was guardians going up against good competition and people voting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And it is a fine set. I mean, uh, our man Barton on discord the other day uh, noted, uh, he was commenting on the, the, you know, the goat, our goat selection, the community goat selection. He also uh, passed a comment on um, my favorite combos in the last episode. And he, did, he agrees with uh, mine and Andy's observations that there was like 
a little period, like a, a really, truly golden age of Dice Masters and Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely at the forefront of that. So it yeah, deserves think, to be where it is. I think that that run of X-Men First Class into Guardians, into Thor, and, and even into uh, Tomb of Annihilation gave us, well, and Batman gave us some really weird mechanics too. There was this experimental phase there where... Yes. We got flip cards, and we got um, we got a tune, and we got a few other things that. Well, I guess a tune had actually been from Doctor Strange, but usable a tune with you know a non seven cross <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. Um, so we got all these brand new mechanics, and we got call out used as effectively as it could be with Guardians. And just a number of things happened throughout those sets that gave us new and interesting ways to play the game. Yeah. Yes, we had we had quite a long spell before it got rotated out as well. So we managed to um, combine quite a lot of the sets uh, and, and kind of use them with combinations between each other. Uh, I think it was like so. Like, was it Batman through to? Uh, well, I would, but it was, it's a I would, big wedge of stuff that we had to yeah. kind of pull from. I would argue it was the Avengers Infinity campaign box was sort of the close of that little period. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that was, I mean, all those sets that I mentioned came out between, what, maybe April and then the next January. We just got five sets dumped on us. Well, you may have done in North America. I keep telling you about this. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been your experience. (laughs) So for you guys, it was between August and the next May, maybe? Yeah, I think it was Yeah, probably a bit bit more spread out. Um, Yeah, uh, it gets released next month or so. (laughs) (laughs) yeah rumored rumored but i don't think we'll see it (laughs) well there we go well i i mean i'm obviously very pleased with that result because guardians of the galaxy was my goat selection as well so uh, the community and i are obviously in sync we're aligned in terms of our taste 18 times (laughs) no because the capture stopped me didn't it you can only vote Different once. Different web, like email. I'm sure there's a way around it. Probably was a way around it. <laughs> you were running to every public library and logging in in different IPs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it cost me a fortune in diesel, but it was worth it in the end. <laughs> it was worth it in the end to have this uh, one random web page: polltabs.com forward slash bracket dash poll forward slash iw4kyvjwaiirf. Wow. Stating that Guardians of the Galaxy is the leading title. It's there. It's on the internet forever, never to go away. Obviously, so, you were uh, you were going to all the libraries. If you can remember it, you've typed it in so many times. Libraries, public schools. <laughs> I, I may have snuck behind the counter in a couple of hospital, um, you know, waiting rooms, a few GP surgery receptions. I did it on my dentist computer. It's very medical. Um, examples that you're putting out there yeah that is actually that's a good point i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking about my health i was just picturing places that would have lots of computers and i was like library hospital <laughs> school yeah i'm thinking University. public ser- public public services there you go uh i borrowed everyone's phone on the train the other day you know on the carriage and it was worth it it was worth it, worth it. well yeah. worth it i am really curious <laughs> to know who was that 24th vote that broke the tie between uh, between Guardians and Dark Phoenix. Oh, we, well, we, we would never know, would we? I don't know. No. It, I mean, somebody must have done it, and they well, would know yeah. who they are. 
but uh, the rest of us wouldn't. Right, well, if, if you do know who you are and you want to claim that, then uh, get in touch with our man Andy America there and let him know. Yeah, just fire off a note that says I am number 24. I'm number 24. <laughs> I, I have 24. a name, not a number. <laughs> <laughs> I am 24. I'm writing that down. I'm going to try and do something with that. Um, brilliant. Okay, well, Andy, that's the uh, the GOAT competition done. So what's what's next? We need another little project for you to be getting on with. Um, well, right now I'm gearing up for our uh, Extra Life event in November. So if anybody's oh, in not. or around Minneapolis, the weekend of the well, the first weekend in November is always Extra Life weekend. So we will be on November 4th playing eight hours of Dice Masters at a local game store here at the Games by James in Ridgedale. And we've got seven drafts set up. So every uh, hour and 15 minutes, we'll fire off another draft. We'll get one game in, and then we'll move on to the next draft. There is a lunch break <laughs> for everybody who needs that. I know I do. Um, and I have been packing lots of extra dice and cards from old sets into draft Ooh. packs. So I've got AVX draft packs, Uncanny X-Men draft packs, um, Justice League draft packs, Battle for Farron, Farron Under Siege. I have a plethora of selections for people to dig into. So we will try to draft uh, seven different sets if that's what everybody's up for. And everybody will get to take home lots of cool stuff. Sounds excellent, my man. Sounds excellent. How much? Uh, remind me, you raised for a fair bit last year. How much did you raise last year? Uh, around $900. And nice. this year we've done, we're going to do two events this year. The first one in July uh, brought in about 800 or maybe a little more. Yeah. So it's going to be a big year. Very good. All right. Well, folks, if you're in the Minnesota area um, then and you fancy eight hours of drafting Dice Masters back-to-back for a good cause, then uh, get in touch with Andy. He'll give you the deets. Yeah. Uh, sort yeah. you out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Anybody um, who's anywhere around, and you can also kind of come in and do a, you know, a couple of drafts or a handful of drafts if you want to as well. We don't, we don't chain you to a chair for the day or anything. So. Yeah. Awesome. Join us if awesome. you can. Excellent. Well, um, Andy, as always, an absolute pleasure to have you come and join us. Uh, and thank you so very much for uh, managing and looking after the uh, community voting and uh, just keeping an eye on things and hopping along to give us the updates. We appreciate your efforts as always. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, sure, thanks uh, very much. The third Maybe leg of the, the MOD. Ne- for the next one, could you do like, the worst set? Or is that seen as negative? I guess we could set up a poll of just the 16 losers from the first round. <laughs> to try and determine which is and the, you, the yeah, Ice Masters the worst set. You advance this by is not worse. to put your money into. <laughs> amazing. I would say it's Amazing Spider-Man or Uncanny X-Men. If I was a bit. Let's do it. Those are my two bets. Oh, I can tell you. Let's see. The sets with the fewest votes, or the set with the fewest votes in the first round was Avengers Infinity. It got two votes. It was up against Ooh. Secret Wars. <clears throat> yeah, that is pretty poo. Yeah. No, I, see, I think it gets a hard time, Avengers Infinity. I mean, I'm not saying it's set in the world alight, but I think it gets a harder time than it necessarily deserves. Oof. Yeah. Age of Ultron got three votes. Spider Man oh, got three votes. Age Oof. of Ultron, I, I like. Yeah, everybody yeah. was using Cree captains, Cree soldiers. You know, um, 
from from that set from yeah. the pre-invasion the supreme intelligence uh, got used global. a lot for that global but it was a lot of stuff that got used for the global otherwise yeah that's you know, the intelligence the actual game text was shocking yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Black yeah. Widow and the Fish Slap team. You know, I, th- I just think it gets a. I'm not saying it's a, an incredible set by any stretch of the imagination. I just think it gets a slightly rougher time. Like uh, the fact that Amazing Spider-Man got more votes than Avengers <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? That just that bothers me a great deal. Uh, all right, well, yeah, let's let's put a tidy little bow on this, uh, Andy. If you're up for it, to open up uh, one final polling option to bottom out, which is the absolute <laughs> worst Dice Masters set of all time. Can, let's see what the community have to say. We can always toss that out there. Yeah, I I think Spider Man's got to be pretty high on that list. Yeah, or, or low, pretty low. I, <laughs> this time, I would not be disappointed if Yu Gi Oh didn't make it out of the first round. <laughs> Okay, well, let's have a little fun by being nuggets for a little bit then and do that. Uh, but in the meantime, everybody, I'm sure you'll share our sentiment. Uh, Andy America is awesome. We, we welcome, welcome his contribution at all times to the Ministry of Dice. Thank you so very much for coming and joining us, my man. Thanks, guys. It's always great. Thank you very much. All right. On to the next segment then. Okay then, listeners, and Andy, my man, the aforementioned AVX foreign language cards, because I'm excited to have found these in a box uh, I want to do something with them, so we're going to play a little bit of a game using these. Ooh! Well, it's not a new game. We've done this before. Uh, this is foreign language game texts. Uh, we used Google Translate in the past. However, <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> however, this time around, I'm going to use the actual cards. So uh, I've taken uh, a whole big bundle of them. Uh, there's duplicates and everything in here. I've just taken a whole big bundle of them, uh, shuffled them up, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to deal 10. Should we say 10? All right, 10. Deal 10. Deal, deal 10 off the top. Uh, then you'll get a choice. You can either have the game text in German or French. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Hang on, let me just check that. I've got a character here that's the same, just two different rarities. So let me take that one out. Just pick one at random from the middle there to balance it out. There we go. Uh, So, yeah, I've got 10 foreign language cards. You then get to pick uh, French or German. I will read the game text with the only omission being the if the game text names the character. So I'll I'll just say X or character or something in its place. Um, And you have to guess the character card, basically. Simple as that. AVX. Let's do it. All right. I'd encourage the uh, listeners to play along uh, and let us know your scores and uh, see how you do. Let's see what your European language comprehension is like. So if you're ready, my man, I'll take the top one off the pile and I'll ask you to choose French or German. French. French. Okay, here we go. Quand character est actif à chaque fois que vous Utilise une action, il inflige deux dégâts à un personnage ou à un adversaire, quel que soit le nombre de dés déployés. Rodney. <laughs> Monge two, Monge two. <laughs> uh, well, I heard action in there. Okay. Which is uh, doing something with an action. Yeah. There was a when active, I think, as well. Yeah, cond est actif. Um, oh, my knowledge of AVX is really good. 
<laughs> I, I know it is. I thought you'd do all right on this. <laughs> Was it? Do you want the character and the subtitle, or just the character? Well, uh, you can give me maybe like the uh, if you, as long as you give me the character to say, uh, I think it might be the uncommon or whatever, or the one that does this. I'm I'm happy with that, uh, and I'll give you the the subtitle. I'm going to go for Professor X because I know there's something to do with actions with that, um, and. He's got a well active. I can't remember the rarity though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But it's not. It's not Professor. Oh. X, it is Doctor Strange, Maitre oh. des Arts Mystique, Doctor Strange, uh, ma- Master of the Mystic Arts. And in English, his game text reads: While Doctor Strange is active, each time you use an action, he deals two damage to a character or opponent, no matter how many dice are fielded. Okay. All right. Round one to the multilingual AVX set. Okay. Next off, next off the top, uh, French or German, please, my man? I'll go German this time. Uh, okay, German side. Here we go. Right. Then, character, einem Charakter, Schaden zerfugt. Werter diesen Charakter auf level eins. Ab. 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 Abe. So the first couple of words again. Uh, well, so um, uh, I'm eliminating the character name here. So it's uh, when X, I am character Shaden Zufugt. I was hoping to work out if that was when fielded or when active or when knocked out, but I, I don't know what, what Zufugt means. Yeah, do you know what? As well, I've just read the English game text, and this is like four lines long, and the English version's one and a bit. <laughs> yeah, but there's level level eins. Yes. Yeah. Um, so something to do with level one. Level one, which is making me think of. I might be wrong, but Hulk, because Hulk does stuff on to level one, and then on burst, it does only everyone. So. Oh, no, I, I, Hulk, Hulk I'm afraid not, man. It's another point to the multilingual oh. ABX set. It is Hawkeye, Bruder Hawkeye. Oh, has he even got like a German in the subtitle for real one? Yeah, which is it, anyway. Hawkeye, Brer Hawkeye in English. Uh, spin characters damaged by Hawkeye to level one. <laughs> he went off like half an hour with the German. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Like eight words or something. Well, this seems to say when Hawkeye, Einem character Shadden Zafukt. So, Einem character Shadden Zafukt is when Hawkeye damages opposing character, something like that. Right. Verta Diesen character, Alf level one, Ab. So, spin that character to level one. So, it's kind of, it's saying the same thing, but in a really kind of clunky way. Yeah. And we thought understanding the rules of the cards in English was difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, next one off the top then. Uh, French or English? We're going back to French. English. I love English. I love English. Uh, no, French or German. French or German. <laughs> oh, Francais, Francais or uh, Deutsch? Uh, French. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll use the phrase X for the character to avoid confusion. Uh, Cond X est engagé. Al gagné. Uh, plus de a et plus de de. De, de. Uh, and then General Pei Bolt <laughs> designate un personnage qui est obligé d'attaquer. 
Right, that's got a force attack label, I reckon. General, pay bolt. Designate un personnage qui est obligé d'attaquer. Or remove from the attack. It's definitely got a global. You were in a you had a uh, it was a, you were in a strong space with your first instinct. Um, force attack. <laughs> There's literally going to be folks shouting at their uh, at their uh, speakers right now. Well, I think the force attack was Mister Fantastic, but then Mister Fantastic was mask. Mm. There was another force attack in the ABX set. Was there? There was. See, I always went for Mister Fantastic because it's a super rare. Um, how silly I feel now. Um, <laughs> All these years later. God damn it. I'm going to have to press you for an answer. All right. uh, green Goblin. <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's the knock one out to knock one out. Yeah, it, it was Phoenix Femsai. Uh, which in English is Phoenix, Miss Psyche. Uh, when Phoenix is engaged against plus two, plus two, global, pair bolt, target character, must attack. Oh. Oh. Oh, three nil. Well, three nil to the... Foreign. To the set, yeah. Absolutely right. Next one off the top. French or German, my man? Let's go back to German, because I obviously don't understand either of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Then X blocked. Uh, halt uh, uh, M plus uh, eins, zwei. Plus zwei A und plus zwei V. Uh, global. Gib mask aus und valle einen Charakter. Diese muss in diesem Zug angriffen. Right. When blocked. And it's got a global. Yeah. Oof. Then X blocked uh, halt uh, uh, plus zwei A und plus zwei V. Um, global gib mask aus und valle valle einen Charakter dieser muss in diesem Zug angriffen. 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 This one's funny. This is funny, this one. <laughs> when blocked, when blocked, when blocked, when blocked. Or there's a few that can't be blocked. Think about the plus two, plus two. That's what I would focus on. And plus the global. Plus two, plus two. Um, who can... Incidentally, I don't think the Super Rare Mr. Fantastic had the Force Attack Global on it. Did it not? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, um, I looked that up in a minute. I'm sure I did. Why am I not done? I thought I, uh, when blocked, I think beast. No, I'm afraid not. It is Mr. Fantastic Brilliante Wiesenschaffler. Oh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic Brilliant Scientist. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> when Mr. Fantastic 
Uh, Mr. Fantastic gets plus two attack and plus two defense while blocking. Global, pay a mask, target character must attack. <laughs> I was like, how? That's so funny that I shuffled that one off the top after you just said it. Uh, but the uh, I brought it up on the team builder because I wanted the English translation for you. And Mr. Fantastic Elastic, the super rare, you may spin Mr. Fantastic down one level to allow him to block an additional character. Or but, two levels to block two additional characters. But let me guess, doesn't have the global. Doesn't have the global, no. Oh. Oh, well. There you go. All right. Okay, next one off the top. French or German, please, Mama. Let's go back to French. Back to French, okay. X ne recoit pas de dégâts de personnage non-shield. Oh. I think I know this one. Oh. It's my man, Iron Man, with one of his very crappy abilities that they gave him. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it is Iron Man uh, Milliardaire, which is Iron Man Billionaire. Uh, Iron Man takes no damage from non-shield characters. That's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? No. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's six costs, though. Oh, there you go. That's why I never used it. Yeah. Um, so there we are. Finally, a point out the off the off the starting block for Mister England. Yeah, right. Maybe. Next one off the top. French or German? It's comeback time. Let's go French again. French again. Okay. Cond ex est assigné on attack. Mettez KO un personnage adverse. Votre adversaire peut contrer cette effet. On sacrificant deux points de vie. When assigned to attack, this does some stuff. <laughs> this does some stuff. When assigned to attack, this does some stuff. Cond X est assigné en attaque. Mettez KO un personnage avère. Votre adversaire peut contrer cet effet en sacrificant deux points de vie. Sacrifiant. Sacrifiant deux points de vie. Oh, or some kind of sacrifice. Although that... Oh, is it assigned? I know you like this card. <laughs> and you, you've most definitely played against me before. Um, Punisher McBrook. That is absolutely right. Well done. Hey, do you know how I got that? How did you get that? Because you said that I really like this card. And I was like, oh, the card I really like. I like Punisher McRook. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, when Punisher assigns to attack, knock out one target opposing character. Your opponent may prevent this effect by paying two lice. Life. That, that's your, your sacrifice bit, isn't it? Yeah, in the French. All right, well done. Here we go. It is comeback time. Next off the top, uh, Francais or Deutsch, my man. Right, I'm in the zone now. Let's go back to German. Back to German. Okay. Wenn sich X mit einem Charakter der X-Men im Kampf befindet, erhält er um, plus zwei Attack und zwei Defense. <laughs> it's got an X-Men in it and it's got plus two Attack and plus two Defense. And I believe that it's to do with not liking the X-Men, and I believe it is Magneto. It is Magneto. Magneto, Eh, uh, Malaga, Camarade. Malaga. Is, 
former comrade Magneto gets plus two attack and plus two defense when engaged with an X-Men character. Oh, three all. Three all. Captain of the comebacks. Here we go. Okay, next off the top, France or Deutsch? Uh, uh, German was good. Let's go German again. Let's go German again. Okay. Wenn uh, aufgestellt, nimm einen oh my, uh, gegnerischen Würfel mit gleichem oder niedrigeren Level gefangen. Uh, liege im am Ende der Züge in die Feldzone deines Gegners zurück. Woo. That's some uh, tricky, many-syllable words there. I've no idea. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's a rough one. That's Level Geigen? That's even a number. <laughs> well, not that I know. Level Gefangen. Gefangen. Yeah. Because eins fein dry. dry. That's Once again, three. The, Ger- the German has t- like two more sentences than the English version. <laughs> Two more lines on the text. Uh, I'm going to guess at Human Torch because it's another one of my favourites. No, I'm afraid not. It is Loki Trickster, uh, which in English is Loki Trickster. (laughs) When fielded, capture an opposing die of equal or lower level. Return to your opponent's field at the end of the turn. Yeah, of course, Gefangen. Of course. Right, the set takes the lead with two more to go. Uh, French. French. Okay, let me just get the uh, English translation up ready for after you guess. Uh, here we go. Quand X est engagé, elle copie les valeurs de deux et les capacités de la carte d'un personnage contre lequel elle est engagée. Uh, then it's got a burst. I'll gagne en plus un attack et plus un defense. Defense. Quand X est engagé. Engage. Elle copie les valeurs du, de et les capacités de la carte d'un personnage contre lequel elle est engagée. Mm. Elle gagne en plus, plus un a et plus un de. Right, I'm going off of one word, which is okay. copy, cop, copy, of which Mystique copies people. So I'm not actually going from any knowledge of cards. I'm just going, I know that Mystique's in the set and she copies people. It is Mystique. It is Mystique uh, Unconu. Uh, which in English is Mystique Unknown. When Mystique is engaged, she copies the die stats and card abilities of one character she's engaged with. She also gains an extra one attack and one defense on the burst phase. How did I wow. get that? For all. That oh, hang on. Has... If it's for all, that means I've not counted right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I've only drawn uh, nine cards off the top. So let me get another one. <laughs> Oh, I feel that 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 was that was my luck for the <laughs> for, for the, the game right. um, for all German or French. Uh, two, two left. Let's go German for this one. German for this one. Okay. Uh, am Ende de Angriff's phase, Werther Jaden Jaden character um uh, eins level ab der Sieg mit X im Kampf befindet. Das passiert, 
bevor der Schaden am Zuginde aufgehoben wird. I feel like the French is easier to translate than German. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you just had a stroke on the other end. Am Ende der Angriffsphase. So, am Ende der Angriffsphase. Werte jeden Charakter um eins Level ab, der sich mit X im Kampf befindet. Das passiert, bevor der Schaden am Zugende aufgehoben wird. Which, once again, is four lines longer on the card, but I've just opened the English translation. Uh, it does fill four lines, but the the font size is a lot smaller on the German Verd. <laughs> Verd um, sounds like vert, which is green in French. So let's go for Hulk. Uh, no, I'm afraid not. Is Black Widow Natter Talent, uh, which in English is Black Widow Natural. Natural. At the end of the attack step, spin down each character engaged with Black Widow one level. Uh, this happens before the damage clears. That was rough. The German is hard, definitely harder. Definitely um, harder, yeah. So, so for the last one, I would like French, please. Right. Well, the, the best you can get now is a tie because uh, you're on four and the set is on five. I'll, I'll take a tie. I'll take Fair a play. Yeah, absolutely. Okay then. Uh, oh, this the uh, the purchase cost number in the corner is printed funny on this one. Uh, Cond X est assigné on attack, designé un personnage aver. Ce personnage ne peut pas bloquer à ce tour. Oh, there's the sign attack. There's also some blocking in that. Um, Cond X S Asine Asine Isine Asine on attack. Designé un personnage aver. Ce personnage ne peut pas bloquer à ce tour. So, see blocking again. I'm thinking beast. Okay. Ne peut pas bloquer. Not blocked. Ne peut pas. Oh, give me the line one more time. I might have this. Okay. Condex est assigné en attaque. Designé un personnage à ver. Ce personnage ne peut pas bloquer à ce tour. So when it's assigned to attack, it can't. Designé un personnage à ver. Designate a character dice. That character dice can't block. Ce personnage ne peut pas bloquer. Sator. Asator. Unblockable attack. Unblockable attack. Ah, uh, Wolverine weapon 10. No. Oh. That's it when is. The attacks alone, isn't it? Yeah, it is Dr. Octopus Megalomane, which is Dr. Octopus Megalomaniac. When Dr. Octopus assigns to attack, target an opposing character, that character cannot block this turn. Because he's got all of his things, his, his tentacles. Yeah, that's uh, precisely right. A very thematic game text there. Uh, the Dr. Octopus I liked was the one that was there. I'm sure there was an Overcrush one. But before it was Overcrush, so it was called, or you did, or it might be wrong. Yeah, I'm sure there was one, but it didn't have Overcrush on it. It was like described. I like that one because 
Uh, yeah, when uh, any damage the dot drops bestows in excess of his blocking character's total defense is dealt to your opponent. Yeah, the first uh, version of yeah, there was also uh, the rare that was very popular, actually. Uh, Dr. Octopus Mad Scientist. When Dr. Octopus is blocked by more than one character, he deals his full attack value in damage to each character blocking him instead of having to split it. And there was like some there was like some funky thing that folks did to encourage double blocking him, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, at the end of our uh, Dice Masters Translate quiz, uh, not Google Translated, uh, I'll reiterate, no. this is off the legitimately printed uh, foreign language cards. Uh, Andy ended the 10 rounds with four correct answers, but the set defeated him six times. Still a strong effort, I feel. I feel it was really strong. I did get really lucky with Mystique, um, but four out of that, I'm happy with that, considering I don't speak French or German, and neither do you, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Uh, I wonder how um, everyone did at home. Let us know. Hit us up on the Discord. I'll check it in about a month. Absolutely. All right. Well, there we go. That concludes our quiz and that segment. Uh, Let's take us into the outro. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it in French. I realised that I got no idea. Uh, And we did uh, is a new... What's did? A du peu? No. Did on Francais. Blah, blah, blah. A fait. Um, so, a new pheasant. A new pheasant? Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, we will start doing, I don't know, some more contemporary content. We've done about five episodes in a row now, just nostalgically milling around in old sets. We should really talk about some Secret Wars stuff or something. So, perhaps we'll do some modern related content next episode. Who knows? Let's Who see. Knows? Um, let us know if you've got any suggestions or anything you'd like to hear us talk about uh, but thanks once again for listening to another episode of the Ministry of Dice and thanks once again to uh, Andy America keep an eye out for his worst set poll coming down the pipeline to a social media Dice Masters location near you uh, and that's it nothing else to report so we're just going to go straight to the close uh, I've been Chris otherwise known online as True Mr. Six uh, and I've been Andy, aka Bon Speed, 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 <laughs> I got you again, Jordo. <laughs> <laughs>